the, the other story of the day is this lack of attention that the Denver Nuggets feel like they're getting. And one guy has kind of stepped in it. And one guy, of course, is always above the fray. The guy who stepped in it is uh, Chris Mannix, who I consider a friend. You know, he's a Boston guy. He has this weird kind of uh, double role where he's covers boxing and then he's an insider in the NBA. We'll get to what he said upcoming. First, though, here's Charles Barkley on the lack of attention that the Nuggets feel. I was so mad watching TV this morning to everything. And listen, we all love LeBron. He didn't say he was retiring yet, but he does that. We'll do all that, that stuff. <laughs> but it should have been all about the Denver Nuggets and Joker, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, and those guys. Um, like, like, look, here's the reality to it. Here's the reality to it. Um, like, Michael Porter doesn't move the meter. You know, he doesn't move the meter. Uh, Jokic should move the meter, but no one moves the meter in the NBA like LeBron. Additionally, we actually do this in all the sports, not just in terms of covering the bigger name teams or bigger name players. We, the day after the game, we talk about the team that lost more than the team that won. You know, the, the Super Bowl is the only one, but again, that's the conclusion of it. And what we do with Super Bowl, World Series, NBA champion is we always, uh, the first time a team wins, we, it, we create, it's got to be a dynasty. There's a dynasty to it. But with the exception of the, the final chapter, every other NFC, go back to the NFC and AFC championship game. Right? We talk afterwards about the team that lost. Because we're not going to talk about them again. Now, the other part to it is like, man, and I said this after game one of the Nuggets series against the Lakers, which, and I mean this, uh, Jay Stu says he's watched Lakers versus Denver full game a couple of times this year. I call BS on that. I don't think hardly anybody has watched the Nuggets except for a Nuggets fan. Even Nuggets fans like, yeah, I watched a couple of games. Just a, that's just the NBA. But but there's there's no... Um, here's the thing the Nuggets have going against them. They never won anything. They're in the mountain time zone. Um, though they have arguably or inarguably or, you know, whatever level of best player in the NBA, he's also foreign born. And even if he's incredibly entertaining and engaging to listen to talk to. And he's, he's kind of theatrical with how he carries himself. And if he complains or if he, when he talks to his teammates in the huddle, all that different stuff, no one really knows who he is. They don't know who he is. So just because you're better than someone else at something doesn't make you more popular, more polarizing, more followable, more interesting. I've, I've tried to explain this to college football fans forever or college basketball fans. And like with conference realignment, well, how come we wouldn't put our conference in that conference? We've been better because that doesn't actually matter. It's not about who's better right now. It's about who has a bigger fan base and brings more eyes. That's it. 
right? The reason that the Big Ten is as, or maybe even more valuable than the SEC, when the SEC has been far and away a better conference in college football. I mean, let's just be honest, far and away a better conference really across the board. I think volleyball is the one place where the Big Ten can say, like, we've been dominant. Because they got Nebraska and Penn State are really, really good. You know, I, I can't I can't go that deep on most sports. I can tell you baseball, SEC, because they've used NIL and they've gotten, they got great players. They already have great programs. Football, basketball hasn't seen as much success, but still pretty good. But the reason that the Big Ten that hasn't won a national championship, I think since Michigan State in basketball, and has really struggled outside of Ohio State, and Ohio State hasn't always been great, in terms of competing for a national championship in college football, the reason that they're as or more valuable has nothing to do with the success of their teams. They got to be relatively successful, but it's because you have the biggest alumni bases collectively. Like, well, how do you get that math? Like, look at the size of Ohio State, the size of Penn State, the size of Illinois, the size of Minnesota, the size, you know, go through it all. The biggest alumni bases. And here's another one, snowbound states. So when you're in football season, basketball season, like they're inside watching TV. The Pac-12 Conference of Champions has been way better across the board in collegiate sports. But they, uh, there's several schools that are smaller. Stanford is the Northwestern or whatever. Uh, but the biggest thing is like the alumni family, they don't, they're in big cities and they don't really care. That's it. And you go by historical data of who watches and how much they watch. And that's where your value is created. And we have this across the landscape of sports, Right. I mean, I would argue that the WNBA is actually disproportionately covered by by uh, ESPN because of one, their partnership with the NBA, and two, the fact that they own the rights to the WNBA. There, there isn't a metric that tells you that they should get the the, the volume of coverage on all of their shows, especially on SportsCenter. But because they own it, they get more coverage. But how many times have we heard like we should be we should get the same amount of pay? We should get like no, you shouldn't. These are all business decisions. That's it. And in the business of covering sports, it's no like the business of covering anything else or no, no different than, than top 40 radio. Play the hits. And maybe that's the genius to LeBron in that LeBron, in a moment where we could be covering the Nuggets or talking about his team's demise or talking about how they got swept, LeBron throws a little chum in the water and says the words, you know, and... and doesn't say the word retirement, but does say that, you know, he's got to take a look at things that grabs our attention because it's LeBron James. And you may have fatigue with the coverage of LeBron James. I may have fatigue with the coverage of LeBron James, but that's simply the way it works. And I push back against this for years and they'll tell you like, that's great, but why don't you take calls? Well, because there's no metric that says more people listen when you take calls. So I don't take calls. Well, if there's no metric that says you should talk Denver Nuggets basketball in the middle of the season, there's nothing to talk about. They're awesome. We talked actually a lot about it. I defended Jokic. The most we talked about the Denver Nuggets was after he'd won two MVPs when Kendrick Perkins said, hey, 
you know, I think he basically got a special exemption for not being a great scorer because he's white. That's basically what he said. And we talked about them. Maybe it's their lack of drama. Maybe it's their lack of championships. Maybe it's the fact that their best player is foreign-born and we didn't grow up watching him grow up, play in AAU basketball and college basketball, whatever. Maybe it's the fact that they're in Denver, a former ABA team, or the fact that Denver's not even seen as a great basketball town, right? It's football, then maybe hockey, and then basketball and, and baseball at times, right? Or maybe it's a little bit of all these things. But, but we're a- acting like covering the Nuggets after a win should parallel the discussion about whether or not LeBron James is going to retire is laughable in the business of television and radio. And I think Charles knows it deep down. 